Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello, and welcome to Awful Neutral. I'm your Dungeon Master, Damian Mercado. With me, as always, is Caleb Cleveland as... Gonkowski. I've missed that voice. That voice missed you. <laughs> that means so much to me. Jesse Egan as... Uh, Chud Bingsley, I believe. Dang, it's been a long time. I've missed that voice. feel like I've been in prison for... Well, it's been six months. Well, I've been in prison the whole quarantine. I hear you've had a lot of time uh, to write, though, while you're in prison. I heard you come up with a game. I did. I uh, scrawled it on the wall next to my poster of Yennefer from The Witcher. <laughs> I forgot about that. Ye old Witcher. Never forget <laughs> Yennefer. And Joe Camacho playing as... It's me, everyone. Mr. Dandy. Such a sweet voice and some raging fists on that Mr. Dandy. And AG could not be with us today. She is doing an interview, I think, with Joe Biden or something. It's somebody important. She's out there doing stuff with democracy. Yes. She'll jump in with us next time. Fortunately, we have somebody who can do her complex character dead on. <laughs> Joe will be assuming the role of Malice and Kill. Yes. Oh, my God. God, he's good. Damn. Amazing. It's like, it's like she's really here. Like AG's actually present. When we last left Chud, Malison, and Gonk, they were serving life sentences in the infamous megafortress Folksom Prison. Despite their grim surroundings, the party made the most of the situation. Malison Kill was assigned to the kitchen, where she power grabbed her way up the ranks and met her daughter, Tulip. Gonk was sent to the cell block that housed the thieves and pirates. There he saw the demise of the treacherous Stinky Pete. R.I.P. Met his hero, Captain Dakari Ron, and earned the title of Pirate King amongst the other inmates. Meanwhile... <laughs> Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice... Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice... Sorry, you did much better than <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile... Meanwhile, at the Hall of Jackie. Chud spent his time helping young felons turn their life around. With his unconventional teaching methods, he was able to reach his students. I was trying to reach these kids. As if their stay at Folksom Prison was not bad enough, the warden had taken special interest in the party, giving them yearly beatings on the anniversary of their incarceration. Pounding on murders. Or in the case of Malison the Masochist, no beating at all sometimes. No. <laughs> all right, fine. Twice the beatings from Allison. Yes. <laughs> okay, no more beatings. No. On the sixth anniversary of their arrival, the party is chained up waiting for the warden to arrive. Instead, the door opens, and they're greeted by an old friend, Mr. Dandy, in his crime-fighting alter ego, the Panda Man. We join our adventurers in the warden's private torture room as they begin their prison break. You guys are chained up. The door has opened. There you see standing before you. Now, I believe only Chud has met the Panda Man before, but Joe, how about you remind our fans what they're looking at standing in that doorway? They are looking at a rotund wood elf. He's <laughs> got like a thin upper body, like thin arms and everything. <laughs> kind of... <laughs> he's kind of frail, like got frail limbs, but... 
He's got a really fat gut from years of eating and making candy. <laughs> He's wearing a full panda suit. The panda suit's kind of expanding to its limits at the stomach area. <laughs> and you can kind of see mechanized parts on the legs and arms of this panda suit. Oh, so it's like an Iron Man suit, but panda. <laughs> yeah, if like Batman and Iron Man had a panda baby, I guess. <laughs> Think Batman Beyond. Beyond Panda. <laughs> yeah, when Batman had to like try to fight Superman in that suit. Oh my god. This is all magic. Keep going. Panda Man's doing CrossFit, hitting a tire with a hammer, working out like Ben Affleck. Exactly. He's trying to like flap those ropes around or whatever. That's what you call it when you, you know, rope flappers. He's putting sugar on his spaghetti. That's <laughs> what? We, uh, <laughs> all right, we greet him. <laughs> hey, Panda Man, it's, it's you, Mr. Dandy. What a sight for sore eyes. I've been in jail for five years. This is the scariest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Oh, don't be afraid. This is my friend, Mr. Dandy. Oh. Uh, Mr. Dandy, uh, this here, uh, that's Gonk. And uh, over there, that's uh, Malison. She don't talk much. Hello. <laughs> She's feeling effusive with her words today. You guys are still chained up with your arms uh, above your head and your ankles in irons. Mm. Well, 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 look at all of you in such seductive positions. Can I do anything to help you all out? <laughs> yeah, you can help us out. Get these chains off us. That'd be super great. Well, here you go, Chudley. Here you are. And Gonk, I believe your name was. Here you go. You are now out of these chains. And Malison, here you go. You are now out of your bindings and chains. That was amazing. You literally, it was like you was like born to the darkness or something. This is, a, this is astounding, uh, Mr. Pandaman. Thank you so much, boy. My joints are seriously sore. You don't have any candy for that, do you? I have just the candy for that. Uh, Mr. Dandy pulls out a little piece of candy from his panda suit and gives it to Chud. Mmm, you're the best. He also pulls from just behind the door where you guys couldn't see and throws a burlap sack in front of you. Apparently Panda Man has been to the armory and have found all of your old equipment. You guys now have everything you had when you were last were free. Gonk, you notice that your sword is missing, but in its place is a much fancier sword. It is much more ornate. It has Leviathan's Lament etched along the blade, but it's crossed out rather sloppily, and it says, Stinky Pete's Face Chopper. <laughs> oh, all right, Pete. This is not mine, but uh, I, I will take this in memory of... Uh... The man that, uh, the, or rather the, the pirate that bit it the first day uh, of my time inside. Yes, it looked much fancier than all the other swords in there, and I figured Stinky Peter wouldn't need it in uh, prison, so... <laughs> Thank you for using you his go. proper name. Thank you very much for this uh, delightful glow-up. Uh, hey, say, uh, Mr. Dandy, how did you find us? Did, did Hudson Hawk tell you? You know, I sent him off to find some help like five dang years ago. Uh, did, he, did he retrieve you finally? Where is that rapscallion bird of mine? No, I was unfortunately in prison, I believe, much earlier than you guys actually were. But I was able to use my bird to get this dumbass group of bears to break me out of prison. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Was there... So there was, like, a heist involving bears? Yes, I tricked them by tempting them with honey. It's much easier than you'd actually think. Oh. Gonna have to stow that away in the old, uh, factoid book. Gracias very much. Could I possibly listen to that episode on the Awful Neutral Podcast at any point? 
Uh, you entirely could. I believe it's a three-part series. <laughs> right. No, we'd have we'd have to come up with some sort of alliterative name, though. Or you know, it it's not going to just like sell itself, though. <laughs> we'll get to that part later, though. Uh, we're in the midst of a of a breakout or something. There's like noise coming from outside. It sounds like some commotion. Mr. Dandy leaves you to put on your equipment, and he goes to the control room next door. Uh, Mr. Dandy, uh, can you roll me an attack roll? Oh, God. Meanwhile, Chet is just putting back on his old dirty moss coverings. Yeah, Gonk's uh, former clothing has probably disintegrated. He's probably just actually much cleaner and better off being the the svelte, gym-hitting prison turtle (laughs) that he's turned in. Orange jumpsuit turtle. That's it. He's a he's a He's a, yeah, he actually does have prison tats. Uh, he has, uh, along one row of knuckles, the word slow, and across the other one, the word down. So it's, uh, he's, he's able to, <laughs> he's able to, uh, yeah, it, it's, those are new. Those are, you know, just recently acquired during his time inside. Uh, I rolled a 15 plus 11, so a 26. Does that hit the wall? Holy shit. I'll uh, I'll interpret that in just a second. Gonk, you don't really find a lot to put on. Most of your gear has disintegrated. And you, unfortunately, you find several moldy peanut butter and jellyfish sandwiches that have miraculously not disintegrated into nothing at the bottom of your bag. Oh, uh, as they say, Valar Mogolus. Or all jellyfish must die. <laughs> the many-faced god. Well, that's, that's the, the many tentacled sandwich. As you guys are putting on gear, you hear the door open next to the warden's torture room, which is uh, close to the warden's office, so it's close to the nerve center of Folksom Prison. You hear in a nasally voice, uh, This is the control center for the prison. You're not allowed to be in here. And then you just hear the sounds. It sounds like a Bruce Lee kung fu movie Foley work is being done in the next room. That's popping, punching through watermelons. You hear uh, people being thrown against walls, equipment being shattered. As Malison's putting on her breastplate, a Goliath head is smashed through the cement wall to your right. Mr. Dandy's on fire. Malison. No peeking. And she kills Takes him. her mace and sm- <laughs> smashes the head. <laughs> smashes the head. <laughs> does a Gallagher on this Goliath's head Jesus with date rapes revenge. Nice. And you don't even have to roll for it, Malison. I'm just going to say that you destroyed this man's head. <laughs> As it should be. Now, because it's Mr. Dandy, if he... Uh, if Well, actually, no, he didn't. Mr. Dandy didn't do that. Otherwise, I would say maybe it was full of candy. <laughs> Mr. Dandy reaches through, rips the guy's head back out of the wall, and just throws candy out through the opening. God, <laughs> <laughs> It's a pinata, everyone. Enjoy. Yay! So thoughtful. Thank you, Dandy. Anything for all of you, my best friends. I pick up some of that candy. (laughs) You have to pick around the bits of brain and skull that are on the floor. But yeah, there's a lot of candy. It's worth it. It's good. Look at these. These are sweet tarts. Man, there's a lot of lime Jolly Ranchers in here. (laughs) He just leaves them. I'm I'm sorry, Gonk. Did you prefer a particular flavor? Well, this is lime Jolly Ranchers is what you give to trick-or-treaters that have been bad. So I figured I'm just... well, I assume that you've been a good boy, so what flavor would you like? Oh, uh, I will take... Uh... <laughs> Dandy's head re- is, like, in through the hole in the middle of fighting. <laughs> we can still hear the Foley work from the other room. <laughs> he's still fighting with his mechanical arms and legs while he's just talking to you about candy selections. Wait, hold the hold the freaking phone. He has mechanical arms and legs as well? 
He has a Batman Beyond suit. Servo motor arms and legs probably in his panda suit. Okay, that's all right. Please, if you're doing fan art, then ask. But so do we. <laughs> Which candy do you want? That's the question. Uh, I, I guess I'd, I'd like some tamarindo. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> tamarindo? He got to go south of the border and come back just for you, Kong? I've been south of the border, young Chudley, uh, so I know exactly what he's talking about, and I've perfected a flavor just for that. And he oh. hands over a bunch of uh, red and yellow tamarindo-flavored candies. Mmm, I hate it. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Salt makes the best candy. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, quite easier than you'd think to make. <laughs> I'm sure. That... Did he just spit it out? Like, what? A... <laughs> Come on now, eat your spicy, eat your spicy popsicle, and then we got to go. Mm. It's it's part sweet, part steak sauce. <laughs> <It's pretty laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is good. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Got... <clears throat> anyway, as we were, you got any like teriyaki flavored ice cream I can have. Jesus Christ. Delicious. Uh, ice cream, unfortunately, is hard to keep in a jail, but I will make sure I get some of that for you as soon as possible. How about some pico de gallo frozen yogurt? That's what I want. Why are you making fun of my delicious uh, Texas <laughs> stock? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like to mix my sweet and my savory. Alright? Damn. Uh, you know, Chudley, I, I, I did pack my south of the border utility belt uh, today, so I do have uh, plenty of those flavors for you. Here you go. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, let me finish this fight real quick. All right. Then let's all have tamales I'm after so this. sorry. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. This, I am uh, off the rails. My face hurts so bad. <laughs> Are you guys almost dressed? I'm almost done beating these guards up. Yeah, I'm just finishing this starburst that tastes like chipotle sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you got some great candy, Mr. Dandy. I really love this hubba bubba that tastes like jalapenos. It's great. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you, Chudley. You should come by the factory anytime. I'm coming. Mr. Dandy, on your way out, uh, after you have disabled the nerve center of this prison, and uh, in, in many cases, the people who work at the consoles in this nerve center of the prison system, you hit the button that releases all the prisoners from all of their various cell blocks in this prison mega fortress. You leave the room and you rejoin the party. Everyone come this way to the courtyard quickly. We uh, must make our escape through the front gate. All right, let's go. Sirens are blaring. Red lights are flashing all throughout this prison. The torches are doing this weird. They flash into a bright red. Oh my God, that's so hilarious. There seems to be an alarm sound of indeterminate origin. <laughs> Man, those Foley artists are just getting crazy uh, overtime in this place. <laughs> you guys uh, wonder where they keep the Foley artists <laughs> to uh, make all these noises. And what an amazing mythical beach this creature must be to make all these noises. <laughs> uh, you guys make your way down uh, through the various courtyards. Uh, as you guys are going, you can see as you're going downstairs through the windows, riots happening in each of the cell blocks. Again, you guys are near the offices of the prison, so a lot of the lighter security wings are, uh, are around you right now. Uh, and the juvenile security ring. In fact, I, Chud, you taught a class not too far from here. I sure did. You pause when you're passing that floor to look at your classroom. You see many of your former students rioting and attacking guards. Most notably, you see Rose the Stabber, 
who is uh, earning her name right now on a guard's midsection. Rosa, be careful! You see Octavius. He is the minotaur that you taught to read, who vowed to one day be a private prison CEO. He is choking out a guard with one hand and slamming the other against a, one of the cement columns. Octavius, remember what I taught you. That's That sign there says exit. Go! And you see Lindsay, the human male, uh, who wanted to become a dancer. He's just dancing. It's beautiful. It's still on the show from the right. Yeah, go Lindsay! Cut a rug! You sure he's not breakdance fighting, like in Zoolander? <laughs> he's Eddie Gordo right now. He's doing a capoeira dance fighting. Oh, he just knocks the legs off some dude and he did a triple flip. Crazy. Nice. Someone's um, really mashing those buttons. <laughs> he's leading the dance dance revolution! You guys make your way down many flights of stairs to at the uh, bottom level. You make your way through the entrance to the administrative building for Folksome Prison until finally you're in the courtyard of this megastructure and you see the various cell blocks along with walls surrounding the building that you just exited from. This courtyard is many football fields large. You would have time to marvel this, the grandiose structure of this if there wasn't uh, standing in front of you, the captain of the guard, Halsey. But I believe we called him Alan Brickman in a previous episode and I like that a lot. So let's just go with Alan Brickman. He is riding atop a young black dragon. Beneath him, as he's flying roughly 50 feet in the air, you see several prison guards dressed in steampunk riot gear, which means they have Tesla coils from their helmet and freaking gears everywhere. <laughs> and a top hat. <laughs> of course they do. By the way, that dragon's name is Chance. These are giants. They're in riot gear. And you also see a lot of uh, regular-sized humanoids in riot gear as well. To the, his left and right, you see a battalion of guards. And up along the walls, in between the cell blocks in this megastructure, you see rows upon rows of guards with crossbows and flintlock rifles, pistols, any sort of ranged weapon aimed down at you guys. Dang, we're in a tight spot. Damn. Mr. Bingsley and company. If you'll go back to your cell now, we will only give you light beatings every year. Brickman, I had enough of your beatings. My udders can't take it. I'm, I'm tired of you and listening to your voice. I'm sick of your face and your dang punching bag ways on my udders. I told you, if I ever got free, I was going to take you down, and today's the day. You are surrounded, Mr. Bingsley. Mr. Dandy, you've gotten out of your cell. Do you choose to die here with Mr. Bingsley, or do you choose incarceration? I choose death over spending another day in this hellhole. Well then, we shall oblige you. Guards! And he raises his hand up in the air. Uh, ham. <laughs> oh, and Mr. Gonk, I apologize. <laughs> Are you too ready to meet your end? Uh, yeah, that goes without saying. Uh, I'm with these fellows. That is unfortunate. Wait, hold on. You promised to beat me? Mal Mrs. Kill, yes. You will be beaten. Oh, wait, no, you. You like it. You will not be beaten. There will be an absence of beating from Allison Kill. Then it's time for your death. Wait a second. I like it, too. I forgot to tell you that. Dang it, that's all it took? Double beatings for Mr. Bingsley. Every Christmas, you get utterly smashed downstairs. All I had to do was tell you I liked it. You know what? I like uh, escaping from this here prison. <laughs> How about that? Is that working? Well, then we're going to have simply have to let you escape. Wait a second. Dang it all. Oh. Oh. I almost Bugs Bunnied you. We were so close. I damn near duck season, rabbit seasoned you. Guards, fire. 
and all of you brace to have a hail of arrows and firearms hail upon you. When you look up to the walls and see where the guards are, you see that they are occupied, led by Lothario's mom. The Thieves Guild, who is incarcerated, has engaged this group in combat. They are fighting for their lives. They are getting stabbed with makeshift swords, weapons pilfered from guards, toothbrushes that have been sharpened and cheeked in anus and cheeked in butt cheeks. <laughs> Jeez. That's a lot of chicken. We can take that last one out. Don't you dare. <laughs> uh, the anus comment you're going to take out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll take out the anus combat. That, that's, they're not inserting it in their anus. The weapons that have been cheeked do poison damage because that's sepsis. Cheeky. Alan Brickman sees that contingent of guards being engaged up top and no matter, we'll deal with them. Guards on the ground, assault, and almost on cue you hear, it sounds like an earthquake. It's like that scene in Jurassic Park where the water's moving. It keeps getting closer and closer until to your right, you can see Andre, the unironically named giant, Malison Killsuiter, and former professional wrestler. And former uh, uh, activities director. Activities director, yeah, thank you. And the former activities director on Gonk and Malison's ship, The Minute. He is standing up on the wall to your right. He has kicked some guards out of the way. He jumps from the top rope and does an elbow drop to the platoon of guards to your right, instantly killing 13 of them. You just see a splat as this giant. <laughs> Almost see a shockwave just roll through the earth. Nice going, Andre! Yes, Andre, you will be due for a promotion when we get back to the ship. Uh, I would like him to, like, he's, he's like, I aim for 14 of them. And then he, his gut rumbles, he farts, and kills the last guy. Much better! <laughs> There's a guy who thought Andre the Giant was going to land on him. He's covering himself, and he survives, and he turns around and sees that uh, Andre the Giant's kind of laying with his elbow in an elbow drop position. He's kind of in an almost fetal position, and he sees Andre's butt. There's more of that uh, the Jurassic Park uh, water rumbling thing, and it's just, his, it's just his tummy. And he literally, like, he deafens us all with his... Uh, the report from his from his butt. That guard is flung 20 feet into the wall and you just see a splat, cracks his skull on the wall as he's flung like he was hit by a Mack truck or stood behind a jet engine turbine. <laughs> Never mind about that promotion. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Jumping off that same wall and safely landing on a prone Andre, you see Gremel Stonebreaker with a mace that is on fire with blue holy energy. He wades into the crowd of guards, striking two down with one mighty blow. He puts his hand on another guard's head, says a silent prayer to Moradin in holy light, turns this guard's head into ash. Gremel, it's like a reunion of death. Ah, it's about time you be seeing me in combat. Maybe you'll start throwing me some respect. Yes, he is a quite a worthy fighter. I, I, I've heard that you guys have been quite mean to him lately. What is, <laughs> what is going on with that? He's been mean to Triple G. He's just our Uber driver, but we, we weren't mean to him. <laughs> I gave him a high rating. Always tipped he, him he well. Is a, a tad more than an Uber driver, if you I give him I can see that now. As you're debating this on your left wall, all the pirates from the pirate wing start engaging all the guards to your left. You see Captain Daiquiri Ron throwing confetti into guards' face and then shooting them with flintlock pistols, stabbing them with his cutlass. Gonk, we're free. It's an old-fashioned prison prank. Oh, it's lovely. He turned into James C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> And so, yeah, he's throwing a confetti in face, shooting guards in the face, fighting dirty, kicking guards in the groin, then stabbing them in the in the neck with his cutlass. True pirate legend. Mm. Alan Brickman sends the giants in riot gear to his left and right. 
go help secure those flanks and leave them to me. Just then, Tulip, Allison's daughter, it comes through a door behind where the guards are on the side of the wall. And the humanoid guards uh, that were under Alan Brickman and the young black dragon go to detain her. Hmm. This seems to complicate matters. Man, that tulip, she sure is your spitting image, ain't she? Oh, you don't know it's your daughter, do you? Handle her. I shall handle this this unruly lot. Me and Chance the dragon. This whole time, Brickman and I are just standing in the middle of the, court, the courtyard, just eye to eye, as all this chaos <laughs> goes on around us. You and me, Bricks. You're going down. Everybody roll for initiative. Brickman, let her go or I'll do as my comrade did and shit on your face. <laughs> what? He did what? To who? Here's Bane. Oh my goodness. That was a professional uh, thing I did in professional courtesy. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, for a small payment, I will happily uh, duke on your on your gob. My partner Gonk has no problems shitting on people, so I suggest you take this warning not very lightly. That's right. I'll do it. No qualms about it. No ifs, ands, or... He's got a preference for dads. Well, I do have a specific set of skills. So you have chosen death. Uh, Mr. Bingsley, I will miss beating on your utters. Well, now hold on. Uh, is uh, shooting on you still on the table? He ignores that comment and we dive into I'll combat. take that as that's not a no. I did not say no. Combat has started. You are in the middle of this prison courtyard. Malison's daughter is being assaulted by a group of 10 humanoid guards that we will treat as a group. If they are engaged in combat, they will treat as one entity. Brickman and the dragon have landed. Brickman has dismounted the dragon. Brickman, he grabs a metal coin, clutch it in his hand, says some words. Can I roll a perception check? Roll a religion check, holds the coin in his hand. He is showered in celestial light after this. Uh, Malison rolled a 16. Malison, you've heard of this. It looks like he has transformed into a fallen diva. Like Mariah Carey? I don't think she has fallen yet there. Okay. Perhaps Selena, since you were on the Mexican kick earlier. Celine Dion, if like a tape came out where she, she made racial slurs. So a fallen diva. Like a, a like a mixtape? Like a, like she sings racial slurs? Or you mean like a... <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse. That sounds worse. So you mean a, a, a fall from grace, not necessarily fallen like yeah, he's dead. It. Correct. You guys have heard of amulets. If you, for example, if you can earn the favor of a diva who are like angels in this world, you can get tokens of their power that'll allow you to summon their strength. But since Alan Brickman is uh, lawful evil, he has one from a fallen diva. Wow. I want that amulet. Uh, he's turning himself into a fallen diva. Be careful, everyone. Oh, he gonna fall, all right. He's like an anti-Celine Dion. His flashlight that he had as a weapon is now a mace beaming with holy light. No, not holy light, but it's, it's light that'll do damage. Profane light. Profane light. Now let's kick his ass. Malison, you are up. You all stay here and kick his ass. I'm going to go save that girl who I have no relationship with. For no reason, I just <laughs> fear the innocent people dying around me. That scans with me. I think that's the right instinct. She uh, looks just like he. Uh, she does not. I have no relation to her. I'm just going to go do some stuff over here. 
mother-daughter type stuff. I get it. Enjoy. Bonding. You do you, boss. What do you do, Malison? Is she able to reach them with her movement? She is. She will use her three attacks on the guards. What'd you roll for each attack? 27, so it, it's a plus 9 to hit, so that's an 18. An 18, and 18, and then I rolled an 11 plus 9, which is a 20. So 27, 27, and 20. Holy shit, yeah. Um, the, this is a group of human guards who are uh, stand about 4 feet shorter than Malice and Kill. She makes contact with Thols easily. The best I can describe it, if you guys have seen Lord of the Rings with, during the flashback scenes where they're fighting, uh, is it Lord Sauron, the Lord yep. of Mordor? Oh yeah, yeah. Where he has that big mace and he's just clearing, you know, rows mm -hmm. of infantry units as he's like smacking them aside. With her first strike, she incapacitates two of the guards. With her second strike, she brings down, crushing a third guard. And the fourth guard, we're gonna say, is killed outright as well. As she brings it down into the back of a fourth guard, the mace starts to poke through the chest armor she smacked clear through this creature's chest. There are six more guards left, yes. She will action surge and attack three more times. Do it. Jesus. Go, Mal! Get him! Being a fighter, people shit on being a fighter, but... Nope. <laughs> nope. They, How you like them apples, Brickman? Look at them. Look at them getting mowed down by Mal! 26, a 19, and an 11. The first two strikes hit. Or 21 points of damage. She does get a fourth attack with a Funira fighter. If you have already attacked, you can use your bonus action, which she still has to also attack. You can only do that if you've used the attack action. Okay, and your bonus attack, you rolled a 20 with nine damage. Okay, so there's a lot of dust. It looks like an Andy Cap fight. Andy Cap is fighting his wife. In the comics, there's just this uh, dust devil. Cloud of abuse. And when it's done, you just see a lot of blood on the ground, and only one guard is left standing. Mal, you left one behind. You missed one. You see five brutalized guards' corpses standing by Mal's Mal, you missed a spot. <laughs> Mop up, Mal. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Great job. This is one for Gonk to shit on. <laughs> and that's one to shit on. I love that album. Was that the birds? Or who, who does that one? <laughs> Next in the order, we have Gonk. I'm going to focus all of Gonk's attacks uh, on the uh, on the fallen Deva, I guess. Uh, I love it. Deva? Like David? Well, it's like a holy diva. He's going to... He <laughs> it would, looks like Dio, yeah. It's Devo. Uh, he would like to rage. Yeah. You made him mad. So he's going to uh, activate. Uh, so would you say that uh, the fallen diva is within 10 feet? Absolutely. He is within your distance. Okay. So he needs a deck saving throw. Difficulty 14. Because that's when uh, Gonk's roar you know, happens. His uh, shell lights up with like something like a St. Elmo's fire sort of effect. Mm. And he starts uh, crackling and uh, his sword and everything start flashing like lightning. Calls down his ancestral powers. So he rolled a 13 on his decks. Okay, so he takes... Doo -doo 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 -doo. Uh, he's going to take three points of damage. Great attack. I see my hairs are standing on end. Ha, 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 ha. I loved you in Galaxy Quest. Why have you... <laughs> why have you spoiled me? <laughs> By the hammer of Grumthor. <laughs> Is he still on the dragon's back? No, he has dismounted him and the dragon are, uh, they're standing next to each other about five feet apart. Is he in front of the dragon or, I mean... They are side by side. Okay, so he is going to charge at Brickman and he's going to try and knock Brickman prone. Okay, what do I have to roll? 
if I have a ten foot, you know, distance, I can charge him. I think if they ever did a movie of D and D, it would be great. Like during all these moments of like right in the middle of the battle, all the characters are like frozen, and there's someone like looking up in a book, like. Now, wait a second. Hold on. Uh, right here. Hold to, um, wait, no, that's not it. Wait. Okay. Uh, like, that should be in the D&D movie, you know? <laughs> you know wait, actually, uh, that attack would have missed because I had this ability and then rewind. The attack misses. <laughs> exactly. All right. So that's a 25. Shit. On just the charge alone? No, no. Well, that uh, that's to hit. Basically, after moving, I make a single melee attack. With that whack, I knock you prone. 26 points of damage. 26 points of damage, yeah. Gong, with surprising speed, this turtle moves more like a, a lightning bolt. 350 pound cannonball crashes <laughs> into Alan Brickman with his shoulder. And as Brickman is knocked prone, he follows through with a sideways slice with his sword, Leviathan's Lament, slash Stinky Pete's face chopper. <laughs> you will need to take that to a blacksmith to get Stinky Pete off. Most people do when in order to get stinky peed off. It's hard to get stinky peed off of that thing. What else are you doing? I believe you have more attacks. Well, if I do a charge... And they're at advantage if he's prone. That is actually very true. Okay. I should have worked on my balance. You fell down just like you did at the end of Die Hard. <laughs> no. Yeah. Which is my particular favorite performance of yours, by the way. <laughs> here, here. I love when you talked about Arafat and his suits. It's like Arafat. Yes, just like the Asian Dawn. <laughs> I read about them in Time. I read about them in Time magazine. When our revolutionary brothers and sisters are... Ah! I'm going to attack recklessly, actually, as well. Don't you always. Ooh. You keep on beating his ass. Don't apologize. Leviathan's Lament. That's a good name. I guess that's a hit. So that's 19 damage. 19 damage for your second attack. Yeah, so I put an elbow, uh, or sorry, a shoulder into the deva, uh, knocking it to the ground. You could see its profane mist sort of smoking around its uh, its form. Gonk's eyes sparkle blue as he uh, roars, continuing just hacking and slashing at uh, the howling fallen form as it rises on the ground. There's like profane liquor, like angel's blood uh, splashing all over uh Gonk's face as he just goes ham hacking at, at Brickman. This hurts worse than being in love, actually. <laughs> uh, you see, Brickman, you wouldn't like Gonk when he's angry. I tell you this, I'm tired of being in this hooskow. You've tortured me for years, and I'm getting out today. But first, I'm putting you inside your own prison. And I cast a spell called Mental Prison. Oh my god. You attempt to bind a creature with an illusory cell that only it perceives. One creature you can see within range must make an intelligence saving throw of 16. The target succeeds automatically if it's immune to being charmed on a successful uh, intelligence 16. You rolled an 8. He fails. On a successful save, the target takes 5d10 psychic damage and the spell ends. On a failed save, the target takes 5d10 psychic damage and you make the area immediately around the target space appear dangerous to it in some way. You might cause the target to perceive itself as being surrounded by fire, floating razors, or hideous maws. I'm going to have him surrounded by a bunch of, like, tap-dancing cowmen, and their udders, <laughs> their udders uh, oh my God. protruding, and they keep tap-dancing, and, and uh, they're sort of, like, uh, doing a... They're promenading. 
and they're square dancing and they're kicking him in his in his in his nethers because that's that's what he did to me for years is he tortured me kicking me in my udders so i'm getting him back i love it you guys can't see it but he can his world goes dark for a second and then all of a sudden it comes back on it's like when you enter toontown if you've seen <laughs> who framed roger mm-hmm. rabbit all these cows are dancing around him. Oh, what is this? His nose starts to bleed as an incredible pain racks his head. Accompanying that pain is groin pain. As these cows dance around him, one will throw a punch to Brickman's groin yes. and then keep dancing in the routine. They're generally just, you know, the square dancing and like, you know, they got the cowboy hats on and they got uh, cowboy <laughs> boots on. And every so often they square dance in and kick them real good. Don't you hate square dancing? I do now. I found it to be a wonderful art form before this. I have negative reviews after this. He's having this calm conversation just because his uh, voice and demeanor are Alan Brickman, but his face is one of terror as he experiences this nightmare. If he wants to leave the prison, it causes damage, right? If he, yes. if he leaves? If he moves okay. out of the illusion or makes a melee attack through it or reaches any part of his body through it, he takes psychic damage and the spell ends. So he actually had uh, resistance to magic, and so uh, he should have gotten to roll again. Uh, so let me roll that. Uh, and he rolled even worse. Damn it. Okay, so Alan Brickman is made of something stronger than most. Uh, he is going to try to uh, break out of this prison. I don't blame him. This has soured the experience of square dancing forever. Uh, what am I going to do when we go out with the guards after work now? Square dancing night is ruined. There's always karaoke. Now can you see why we're trying to make a prison break? Do you get it? Have you? Are you in our shoes yet, Brickman? If I had empathy, I wouldn't be a prison god. And with that burst of rage, he fights his way through the prison. How much damage does he take, Jesse, to escape the square dancing hell? He t- <laughs> the square dancing hell. He has to take uh, 10d10. 58 damage. Alan Brickman, with blood pouring from his nose and even his eye sockets, fights his way through this psychic damage and escapes. He has now made his way into Chud's face. Why are you all in my grill? Oh, you'll soon see. Well, my thing is after I uh, make an action, I can use Hidden Step as a bonus action. Is that something you can do after you cast a spell, though? Do a bonus action or not? Because that's an ability, not a spell, so I'd count it. So it's part of being a, a cow man? It's a furbolg yeah, thing. Furbol- it's a, yeah, bonus. Furbolgs have an ability. Bonus action, turn invisible until the start of your next turn. Or if you attack, you'll do I would debate that he's uh, more minotaur than a furbolg at this point, as we've established in lore. That's true. I haven't unlocked any minotaur abilities. <laughs> I'd like to one day learn my minotaur. He's just appropriating minotaur culture. Oh my god. <laughs> That's right. All right, so I cast Hidden Step and uh, turn invisible. Okay, so he is going to have disadvantage on attacks to you. Fuck. All right, he is going to attack Chud. Dang it. He gets two melee attacks. Uh, His first attack is going to be a... Actually, we're just going to roll both attacks now. I think if he hits me also, I become visible. Oh, no, if I attack, deal damage or force a saving throw. Otherwise, I I think I remain invisible, even if he hits me. Well, he gets a disadvantage on that first attack. He rolled a 12. My armor class is 12. That hits. Ah, you missed me, you son of a gun. Oh! Yeah, and then he hit strikes you square in the udders with his holy flashlight mace. Holy flashlight! And his attack does... Ugh, you're not going to like this. 
So 1d6 plus floor bludgeoning damage plus 4d8 radiant damage. That don't sound good. Yikes. He does 20 damage to Chud Bingsley. Ow, my udders! One last insult before I leave, huh? You son of a gun. Oh, I still have a second attack, Mr. Bingsley. You should prepare those udders. I'll be coming back for more. You dirty son of a gun. You see profane light and burning uh, after each strike to your udders, Chud. Oh, look at that profane light coming out my udders. 15 for his second attack. He goes in swinging the other way. Hit your udders from the other side. Oh, you dirty bastard. Oh, I sure could use some help right about now. Ha, ha, ha. Seeing you in pain, the only positive thing happening right now. I look up at the dragon, the way that Darth Vader, while he's getting electrocuted by the Emperor, you know, the way that the way that Luke Skywalker looked up at Darth Vader, you know, I look up at the black dragon. I can't believe you'd still vote for someone like this. He's good for the economy, bro. Oh, he'll kill us all. It is now Chance's turn. Chance, by the way, is a young black dragon. He is much smaller than an adult black dragon. Even so, to a bunch of humanoids like you, very fearsome, very powerful creature. Mr. Dandy, you are up. I will uh, approach the dragon. Young man, uh, what is your name? Name's Chance. What are you, food? <laughs> <laughs> We laugh. We can't even help it. We have to laugh. Burn. Oh, Dandy, burn. Oh, oh, man. He got you, Dandy. Oh, that's pretty good. Game, respect, game. And Dandy puts out his fist for a fist bump. (laughs) Fist bump. (laughs) He's a bro and he would not leave you hanging. No, he fist bumps. Who needs Nick Cannon to come back, right? All right. Yeah, all right. Game, respect, game, bro. So, um, do you go best with, like, salt or, like, sugar? Barbecue sauce, like, what would you say is the best uh, condiment for Panda Man? I've been partial to Tamarindo. <laughs> he likes it spicy. Oh, gross, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that turtle tastes like I'm not eating him, then. <laughs> yeah. I like that Al Pastor turtle. I'm kidding, Gonk. I would never eat you. None taken. Well, it's funny you bring that up, uh, Chance. I actually have a candy factory that we could flavor any sort of thing to any of your desires. Obviously, your handler here is about to die. Don't you wish for a better life for yourself? Roll a persuasion check, but at disadvantage. Come over from the dark side. Because Jesse did narratively say that he has beckoned him. We're going to say that he provides advantage. All right, and this is performance or animal handling? It was going to be persuasion, but whichever is better for you. Ooh, animal handling. <laughs> I could see an argument for either one. Mmm, animal handling. It is going to be a high check. You rolled an 11. Unfortunately, that's not high enough. That fails because he is at full health and full of confidence. Candy? I mean, that sounds cool. I'm all, I'm all down with candy, but uh, I'm like hungry now. And uh, I have not learned to like gratification yet. So I'm just going to eat you, bro. That's cool. <laughs> we'll see about that. And... Mr. Dandy will use his bonus action to do Step in the Shadows, and he will... I'm assuming this dragon is casting a shadow underneath him? Yes, he is. He will teleport right to the dragon's dick and begin punching. Uh, That's my first two strikes. So you rolled a 30 and a 30? Yeah, those those hit that dragon. Where'd you go? Oh my god, what is happening to my dick? And he, and he cranes his dragon neck down between his legs wow. where he can see. So many crotch attacks today. There is a theme. 
you were working his genitals like a heavy bag. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Like Mike Tyson works a heavy bag. You did bludgeoning damage to him. Ouch. So 18 bludgeoning damage for the first two hits. You never want to take bludgeoning damage to the privates. What happened to you? My nether regions were bludgeoned. It is 18 damage total to his dick. Specifically. It's kind of like watching an episode of Jackass where you just watched a person just destroy their groin. It's funny, but at the same time, like, oh my God, what is happening? I think we laugh again. And then I will use my a key point to do flurry of blows or two more attacks. <laughs> He's doing a flurry of blows. So I think one of the attacks will hit for the, the 24 for the flurry of blows for 10 damage. 28 damage total this round. Yes, and then I will spend another key point to do a stunning strike. Uh, he has to pass a DC 16 constitution saving throw, which I'm guessing is a strong suit, but we'll try it. Man, that's a badass dandy right there. So he rolled a 13. He is stunned until the end of my next turn. Wait, wait, what the, did you, I want to hold my groin in pain, but I can't, I'm locked in place. What happened, Mr. Panda? I'm ready to reconsider your candy offer after I eat you. I will use my movement to walk back in front of his face. Now, I I gave you the simple warning. I, I told you your master was going to die. I do not want you to die. I would would very much like to employ you for as long as you'd like to work at my candy shop. I'm assuming you have a, a good flavor palette for meats. I have not yet experienced someone who has this flavor palette for meats. We mostly vegetarians. <laughs> We, we mostly candy there, Chudley. We mostly candy. Listen, you've made a very persuasive argument this round. I feel like in a six seconds again, if you ask me, I might be able to reconsider. But right now, uh, I still want to eat you. I'm in a lot of dick pain. It's a lot of conflicting feelings. Just give me roughly six seconds and ask me again. And we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm a little upset about the dick pain right now, for being honest. Not a problem. You can't really move right now or do any action. So just take these six seconds to think about it. <laughs> No, I, I know. I, I, in fact, like a big part of it was that like it was about to be my turn next, and I was about to bite your dick off, uh, and then tell you how it tasted. But since I can't move, this is weighing heavily in my. Got a lot of tastier candy than that, by the way. The black dragon attempts to thrash, and he is locked in place. He was supposed to be able to fucking attack, <laughs> but you guys have once again broken the game. So That's how we do. <laughs> I was reading that acid breath. This is how we do it. <laughs> Moving right along, we have the last guard who is trembling in front of Malison. He is going to, I think he's going to run away. (laughs) (laughs) One guard. And he watched nine of his dudes just get murdered by uh, Malison, the people blender. No joke. Uh, Yeah, I feel like... uh... No, no, that's that's fun. So he's going to turn and run away, but in doing so, he's going to take attack of opportunity from Malison. Oh, oh, I listen. This is. I, I was just trying to pay off student loans. I'm sorry. I I have to go. No, wait, don't go. Roll me an opportunity attack if you want. You rolled a twenty-three. Uh, you did ten damage. Yeah. Um. As he's running away, he expo- gives his back to you, and Malison, as a fighter, learned you never give your opponent your back. She punishes him for it uh, with a s- powerful horizontal strike that crushes a good portion of this guard's right side of his body. Malison, you turn to go attack Brickman and the dragon, but before you do, we're going to say that Tulip throws her arms around you and thanks you for saving her. 
Thank you. I haven't had a lot of people looking out for me. Yes, I understand. I... You're welcome. You still don't. Malison tries to pull away several times, but she's still hugging you. I gently pat her on the head. Can I yell out, it's it's a maternal moment, look! Yeah, I don't know, for some reason, just giving you a hug just feels good. Like It's, it's like filling up a, a glass of emotion inside of me that's been empty that I didn't even know needed to be filled. It's just, it's, it's warming my heart. Yes, I'm teeming with emotion as well. Thank you. Gonk, you are up. I feel like everybody's doing their thing at the moment. Well, I feel like Gonk would want to see... He's going to slow down. He's going to emerge from rage. Uh, He did a pretty good chunk on on the Deva, on on, uh, uh, Brickman. So I have a feeling he's going to he's going to withdraw from his rage and see what uh, Mr. Dandy has in mind for this. Uh, th- you know, he's obviously got some sort of entrepreneurial uh, plan for this black dragon, and uh, he's all about you know encouraging uh, today's youth to become more uh, uh, you know take the initiative as as the as the uh, as the pirate or sorry former pirate king uh, of this. Uh, you know the uh, the former ne'er do wells of this uh, of this uh, horrible you know uh, late capitalist uh, uh, business prison. I feel like uh, he's uh, he's going to try and, and help um, you know and help Chance do better by himself. So he's going to withdraw. He's going to be hey, let's slow down now. You do not attack. Jesse Egan Chud is up. His nemesis. Standing before him with flashlight in hand, you are in utter pain right now. <laughs> mm, I am in utter pain. You're right. I'm so tired of you, Brickman. <sighs> yes. Draw. And I pull out my pistol, La Pistola, and I fire it off. If he's Ooh. holding his nice flashlight at me, I take that as we're in a duel, and I cap off as many of my shots from my La Pistola as I can. Because it is the spell magic missile, they automatically connect. How much damage do they do, Jesse? Looks like 29 damage. Jesse, finish your enemy. How do you want to do this? Well, I I, I feel like we both go for our weapons simultaneously and he pulls up his flashlight to blast me one more time in my nethers. But I'm quicker on the draw and it's my turn to burn, so I fire off some shots kind of like Clint Eastwood in, uh, you know, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly and pop off a, a, a bunch of magic missiles from this uh, pistol. And as he staggers to the ground, I say, that's for beating me every Christmas, you son of a gun. I'm getting out of this prison now. I'll see you in hell. Actually, I won't be there. So uh, see you never. Goodbye. And I blow the smoke off my pistol. You look down at Brickman's body and there are six golf ball size holes that have uh, burst their way through his body. These magic missiles fired from La Pistola have uh, (laughs) done quite a bit of damage to this diva's body uh, with, uh, again, six golf ball size holes. By the way, Gonk, you'd appreciate this because I dipped those bullets in that tamarindo sauce. Wow. You really did make them into a holy diva. <laughs> Thank you, God. Because it's because it's a holy or holy diver. Because it's a it's made full of holes. Special now. assist from Gong. Hey, Gong, 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 Gong. Halloween's coming up, and I 
can't wait to fucking kill you with crickets. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Leave that in, please. Gonk just hears this voice that he swears he heard last Halloween echoing from the heavens. Yeah, I know. Mal, Mal, what was that? You, your eyes turned completely black there for a second, and you and you channeled some guy named Joe. How did you do that? It was like you, you channeled an empty void into your soul. How did you do that? <laughs> what are you talking about? But, uh, oh, never mind. No, it totally happened. Uh, Alan Brickman comes to life for a moment to save and passes out dead again. All right, uh, moving right along, it is Dandy's turn. Your prisoners' forces on uh, on all sides were winning, but after Brickman falls, the morale of all the guards sinks. There are much fewer guards fighting, a lot more fleeing now. So have you taken a chance to reconsider their chance? Uh, roll me a persuasion or animal handling check, whichever one is better for you. Just let me know which one, and tell me what the number is. Is Gonk assisting me in any way? I can absolutely assist, if you like. Well, now, Gonk, could you tell this young dragon how well my candy factory is and how well I treated you? Absolutely. Uh... <laughs> yeah, um... Uh... <laughs> do you like do you like shitty candy? Because this guy is amazing at it. Uh Gonk Ixnay on the it's shitty candy. No no uh no it's specific. He makes Necco wafers, Bitto honey, what other uh, shitty candy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, candy corn? Yeah, candy corn. He does uh payday bars. Uh <laughs> Yeah. No, it, but seriously, he uh it's uh he he is especially kind to those of a non-human persuasion. Uh, so I feel like you, I mean, look at him. Uh, he clearly feels uh, more comfortable as uh, something, uh, you know, other than your, your, I mean, he's, he's I mean, look, he, he is not your normal human. So I feel like he's, uh, I, you would be in very... He looks like an elf. Well, it, okay, there's that too. Uh, but, uh... It looks like food, like food, I'll give you that. They all, all food looks alike. Well, but this guy makes... He may be food, or he may be look like food, but he makes better food than he is. And it's even... And it's even magic food. Uh, his food does shield. Uh, it's... It does more than just fill up your tummy. It's like... Ma it's like a little potion in inside a, a delicious, beautifully colored wrapper. Yeah, not only that, he, he kicked half of this prison's ass by himself. I mean, he is one badass mofo. If you want to learn to take your young dragon to the next level of warrior, you might want to study with Mr. Dandy, let me tell you. No, I, I saw what he did to my nether chips. What'd you roll for your persuasion? I take an advantage now? Yes. Uh, a 16 plus 8, so 24. You know what? I'm not just saying this because I'm like in this position of super disadvantage, you know, with everybody dying around me and everything, and I'm clearly on the wrong side of this battle. I just never thought of, I always just thought of you humanoids as food. You know, I never thought of you as like things that could make food too. And that's just blowing my mind right now. Right? Hey man, there's nothing There's nothing wrong with growing and changing your mind after you learn a little bit more of the facts. If everybody could do that and be adults rather than sticking to their opinion, we might be going somewhere. That message was brought to you by Joe Biden. Right, hashtag 2020. <laughs> My ultimate goal for you, Chance, is to help me establish a, a new meat line for the candy factory. Candied meats, candied uh, 
bacon, candy, jerky, things like that. Things we can sell to the consumer. And I need a prime taste tester just like you in order to... Uh, make sure I get a dragon-approved uh, label on all of my candy and meat accessories. You've opened my mind today, Mr. Dandy. Uh, you know, I, I'm starting to think that not everybody's like me and that I can start trusting people out there. Um, you rolled a 22 and I think that's a pretty damn good roll. Damn. You are a talented speaker, Mr. Dandy. I, w I would love to intern at your factory and hopefully find a full-time employment if you'll have me if I... <laughs> yes, here's some uh, candy to relieve the pain to your genitals and break you out of that stun. And if we could just finish up these guards and get us all out of here post-haste, that would be, uh, great. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I, I can't really move. Could you just put that genital pain candy in my mouth? <laughs> he reaches up, throws it in his mouth, and then massages his throat so it goes down. I imagine a big, uh, giant gobstopper with a wrapper on it on the outside that says genital pain. The stun wears off, chants the dragon, cautiously engages in conversation with the party. The battle is ending all around you, and... Congratulations, you guys have stormed the Bastille, and this is a big moment in Sastagari. I'm so happy. I think that's where we're going to end the episode today. Congratulations, you guys walk through another fight that I tried to uh, challenge you somewhat with. You guys are gods. I'm just glad we could get out of this prison. I, I'm assuming that we get on the dragon's back and fly out of here. Is that what we're doing now? So I got to spend one more damn uh, month or something in prison in my mind, is what you're saying. I feel like I've been in prison <laughs> since COVID started. Can I cast teleport and just get... I, I, wait a second. Look at that. Uh, in the, on the horizon. Y'all look. It's my stupid bird. He's back. Where the hell you been? Gosh darn it. Hudson Hawk. Yeah, he's missing some feathers in some places. He's wearing a bandana. It looks like he got jumped into some gangs. Hudson, it's been five years! He had quite the adventure. In fact, we might deal with Hudson's adventure in a one-shot. <laughs> yeah! Oh, yes, please. 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 Thanks for uh, playing some great D&D, guys. Uh, I, you've made me realize I suck at planning fights, and it just took my thousandth loss <laughs> against you guys. Nice. Because that's how I view it. It's an adversarial relationship. That's it. <laughs> Jesse Egan, where can people find you? You can find me at Jesse Egan Comedy on all social media. JesseEgan.net is my website. And the special is called That's the Spirit on Dry Bar Comedy. If you're into stand-up, check that out. Thanks very much. Caleb Cleveland, do you have anything to plug? And where can people find you? Absolutely. You can find me at all your friendly neighborhood social medias and on Twitch, uh, streaming as Caleb is Drawing. And that's my uh, handle on all those other sites as well. Uh, I am currently working on a whole bunch of games with Hunter's Entertainment. So go ahead and check out Hunter's Entertainment on uh, all your friendly neighborhood social medias if you want to see all the crazy stuff that we're pumping out. Uh, we've got games like Alice is Missing, Kids on Bikes. Uh, lots of really cool things. So uh, come check us out if you've got a if you've got a hankering for great tabletop fun. Joe Camacho, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at hotcap69, douchey as ever. And you can also find me uh, this coming Halloween doing. We're doing two special Halloween episodes. The first is a Call of Cthulhu, and that'll be with the group that is in the Feywild. And we'll be doing a second Halloween episode with this group here. And that'll be based off the tabletop RPG 
10 candles using that system. Whoa. Should be a little bit different. Uh, I hope you all like it. Please listen to them. The Halloween episode that we did last year was, uh, I think, one of our fan favorite episodes. Uh, Joe did an incredible job dungeon mastering it, as he has uh, every time he has done it uh, on this show. I look forward to our Halloween episode again this year. We put a lot of love into it, and we try to make it as scary as our comedy podcast will allow. It was so good. I've listened to that listened to that one a bunch of times. You can reach out to me, Damian Mercado, at AwfulDND, or my personal Twitter, Twitter handle, Dungeon Mercado. Just tweet the show, tell us some things you like, tell us some things you don't like, and tell a friend. We also have a Patreon up, so if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon with a bunch of tiers and some uh, cool gifts, and some monthly fan art put out by our very own Caleb Cleveland. Highly recommend checking it out. He did a drawing of the Eric Coker brothers uh, the other day that blew my mind. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for listening. Later, nerds. Bye. 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 Later. Later.